0: as the official health care provider of minnesota united alina health is focused on keeping our loons in top condition and with expertise in orthopedics sports medicine heart care and more alina has the team to keep your family in the game too the experts at alina health take the time to get to know you as a whole person helping you achieve wellness for your mind body and spirit It's an altogether better kind of healthcare. Learn more at alinahealth.org. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Sound of the Loons. It is officially 2024. It is January 11th. I cannot believe. It. I haven't had to like write 2024 on anything because Nobody writes checks anymore. But I remember the first time I ever did that for like the next year. It took me a minute. Um, so this is technically officially our first episode of the new year brought to you by Align of health. I better get that in there. I, I forget that all the time. And I know Will's Will Trapp is good at remembering the important people like <laughs> sponsors. So I get to be joined by the veteran midfielder Will Trapp, who is back with Minnesota United for yet another season. Hello, Will. Welcome. And I see you have your your blinds shut. That just means means the sun is out.
1: Yeah, the sun is out and I'm trying to have my Zoom etiquette, like just kind of put together here a little bit, but um, (laughs) happy new year. Thanks for having me, Kendra.
0: So, hey, I want to talk to you first, just a little bit about your off season. Did Mm -hmm. it feel long to you as a player? And then secondly, just the, the family life as much or as little as you would like to get into, you know, what you guys have going on and how you spend your free time when you get to actually relax with the family a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, the offseason, it, it's it's one of those times where you get to slow down, especially, you, I mean, we're fortunate that we have the holidays during our offseason. So um, family time, whether that's guys traveling back home for us, a little bit of travel um, and just experiencing kind of the magic of Christmas and New Year's was, was really fun for our family. But it is long. I mean, it's obviously, you don't make the playoffs and it's long. Um, so for me, I try to take a little bit of time, but not too much because – I like to, I don't like to stop because I don't like the. You don't like transition. to ramp back up. <laughs> oh man. It's like the worst. It's the worst to have to like, when you stop the battery, then you have to, it takes longer to get, to get it back going. So uh, I took probably a week and then have been training it. we have actually been fortunate. I've been working with a lot of the young boys on the team, um, two or three of them, Devin Paddleford, Patrick way. And Caden Clark who will be a new, exciting signing for us this season. Um, and been with them like, every day for the past, almost every day for the past, like nine weeks, 10 weeks. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. uh, So it's been really fun because I think every time I've done situations like that in the off season where you work with guys on your team, you start to build just connections, right? And that's, what's really important is, Hey, I know how much you put in, you know, how much I put in and you can start to pull that out of each other. Um, as, as you go into preseason.
0: When you look at what the off season entails, you signed a new contract can you give us a little insight into what that in between time was like? Were you always, always in discussions? Mm-hmm. Did you always want to return? And, and we're going to, you know, dive a little bit into sure. the, the fact that there isn't a current head coach, but the search is on clearly, but just, you know, um, like sort of the the unknown of that and, mm-hmm. and coming back as a leader on this team.
1: Yeah. Look, Kendra, it's, it's, no easy way to say that professional sports and the uncertainty of those moments is, is certainly challenging. Right. And um, I do also understand, it's a huge blessing to be able to do what we do. So um, there is just the element of, Hey, what's next. And when you're kind of in that in-between period and conversations start, and then there's quiet time. And then you're just like, what's happening. People are asking what's happening. And you end up answering the same questions over and over with, we're just waiting to see. Um, it can be frustrating, but I think for myself and for the family, we were very much just like, Hey, whatever happens, we're willing to, to move along with it. So don't quote unquote, fight the river so much and just mm-hmm. kind of lean into it, focus on training, spending time with these guys, spend time with the family and, and enjoy it really. Um, because it's really easy to get your, your mind wrapped up in it. So it was, uh, it, it was a challenge at moments. It was celebration at other moments. It's just what the journey is. Would
0: you Would you have had that same perspective and that same feeling, you know, 10 years ago in your career? Can you bring some of that wisdom to other players, younger players, when you're dealing with contract things, new coaching changes, which coaching changes happen all the time all over the place. Mm-hmm. That's nothing new in, in professional sports and college sports for that matter. Would you have had the same sort of wisdom about it, about handling it?
1: No, because you you can't walk through those things until you've done them before, right? And I I think you can say it to someone, but until they've had the lived experience, it's, it's not real to them. Um, they're just words. So for me, 10 years ago, I probably would have catastrophized and worried and panicked and done all those things. But I also, I wouldn't have had a family. So it's a little bit easier, right? There is that other side to the coin of... The flexibility is different, um, and the ch- but the challenges are different. It's just the the, the stage of life that you're in. But, um, yeah, look, change is a constant. Um, and I think we're in an interesting position as a club where there's excitement and there is change coming. What that looks like, we're still kind of authoring that ourselves. And with Khaled coming in, we'll, we'll be able to author that even more um, clearly. But, yeah, it's it's not something 10 years ago I would have known how to handle quite as well.
0: Beth would have been, your wife would have been a little bit more on, uh, on a task <laughs> to, to, you know, walk you off the ledge or calm you down. But yes, I I do think when you yeah. have a family, even just not having a spouse, but having kids, it totally changes the mindset um, around what you're doing. Every choice you make when you're trying to figure out, are we moving? Are we staying? What do, what do we have going on here? Kids are in school, all that stuff.
1: Well, I mean, every person listening that has a job and has a family is, it looks at the same way, like they're, whether you're a fan of the team or you're whatever it's it's the reality of this decision isn't just about me anymore so
0: yep exactly hey um what made you want to stay what made you want to come back and, and be a part of this club a, a part of Minnesota United now that you've been because you originally signed in 2021
1: yeah I, I think Kendra if I look at the way the season ended last year and some conversations that I had with just the I mean you can't get season tickets because we sell mm-hmm. out the stadium like it's amazing this the potential of the club is so so high. And I hope people realize that because um, what this market can bring, what this city cares about in terms of commuting and and the sport of soccer is, is massive. And I think for me really buying into, and wanting to contribute to the success of the club um, beyond just, Hey, that's awesome that we have a cool stadium and we, we reach out in the community, but to, to start to build something, I think is, is what really energized me. And, understanding that so many parts of it, the scaffoldings, quote unquote, the bones of it are, are very solid. And it's just now, hey, how do we start to, to move into the next iteration of what this club can become?
0: When you look at how 2023 ended, because I haven't really gotten a chance to talk to you mm-hmm. or really any of the players since that all wrapped up, because there was just so many things going on with the club and you're kind of onto the next thing. When you look at how 2023 ended and then you're reflecting, but also more importantly looking forward, what do you think are the biggest maybe learning things? Now, you you took a deep breath, you you stepped away from the season, you can look back. What did you learn from 2023 about yourself and, and, and about the team? And then what mm-hmm. do you think is the most positive going forward into 2024?
1: Yeah, I think um for for me personally, I think it's it's about realizing and recapturing joy in the game Mm. Um, because I think when you go through turbulent times culturally within the group and things are this way and that way um, you start to pull yourself away from what we do and why we do it Um, and I think if anyone's listening that has kids that play soccer it's like just watch them right like they love it because they love it Mm -hmm. and fortunately like we just get to do this at a higher level but it's reconnecting to that so I, I I've realize like oh man like how much joy was i losing Mm -hmm. kind of pulling in other directions or or making it overly uh tense on myself or whatever it may be and and reconnecting to the more childlike state of just like hey man go enjoy yourself bring excitement and fun for the fans um and try to win every game and i think doing that in community with the group is something that we all can um can take forward into this this season because ultimately the group is a, is a solid one. I, I really do like our group, but it's now just taking the ownership and the responsibility of every day. What's our culture look like? What are we, what are we building towards? What's our big overarching vision? And I think a guy like Khalid coming in who is very determined and very um, committed to what he wants to be and what his vision is, is, is immensely important for this group because the guidance and knowing, Hey, we're all rowing this boat, that direction is, how how and why good teams are successful
0: well and to that point i mean is that part of just a huge piece of the puzzle just all all being on the same page and going in the same direction Mm -hmm. and then it's to be determined right whether that's the right direction or wrong direction And maybe those aren't the good the good words right and wrong maybe aren't but like the the challenging you know you don't know until you know like when you get into something you know what i'm saying like Sure. You're not gonna sure. know, but at least you all have the same same clear path, same clear philosophy. Once he gets there, once a head coach is established and you can sort of all do this thing together.
1: Yeah, I think we always want to be knowing what the the other person's doing and why we're doing it. Um as with anything at a family or a team, it's like, hey, here, here's what we are, <laughs> and here's how things are done here, right? This mm-hmm. is what it means to be a trap. An example. Like this is what I want my boys to be like, right? Mm -hmm. Here's how we behave. Here's how you show up to things. Right. Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. same thing goes in an organization or a company or a team. And I think that's the beautiful thing we get to build now is like, do those things, do those cultural or values, are they winning ones or are they not? And here's how we can choose them and start to to make them a part of our fabric. Uh and hopefully that's that's the aim that you can do. And preseason's the perfect time for that, right? Because we're with each other the most time we're going to be with each other. And you're having those conversations and there aren't games every two days. It's, it's very much about building the culture and I'm excited for that.
0: And then when you look at that, um, because you have to pivot sometimes too, right? I mean, not everything is set in stone and uh, you're know, mm. doing, doing the Apple MLS games this last year, I'm getting to talk to every different coach, right? So mm-hmm. then you're getting all sorts of different information, philosophy styles, and each one works differently for each club. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it pivots within a game, within a season, you know, talking to Wilfred Nancy, I mean, how many times, how many guys he had playing in different positions, right. And she ended up winning MLS cup or, or or a guy like Pat Noonan and just adapting and moving. So even though someone comes in with a a thought, a style a philosophy, and you're all moving and knowing in the right direction at the the end of the day, the the goal is to win. And so pivoting at times is okay too. Like, do you feel like this is a group that, that can do that or remains to be seen, because you've got some new guys coming in. How do you feel about the core of this group, you know, to kind of go forward and grasp onto what's being, um, I don't want to say sold to you, because that's negative, but you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: yeah, a new, a new what's being presented. Roster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like to
0: grasp that, to buy into it, to run with it. How important mm. is that?
1: Look, I think, first of all, oftentimes, the most powerful person in the room is the most adaptable. Um, and, and understanding that, you can't just like blindly go forward thinking that you have it all figured out because none of us do. And that takes communication with each other. That takes humility. That takes communication. Um, I think from our group, there is a hunger, an underlying hunger that maybe has just, it's always been there, but maybe not always pulled out. Right. Um, and we do have leaders in the group. We do have people that are committed to wanting to be the best they can be. We do have players that want to win. Um, and I love that about the group. It's now just, hey, how do we fit that together? And pivot as we see and and we need to make changes, right? As it's, hey, this isn't working right now. Let's not just blindly walk down the cul-de-sac, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's find the way out so we don't have to drive the extra mile and a half, right? We mm-hmm. don't need to keep going if it's not working. Um, but I've, I've experienced it when you don't have buy-in, at least somewhat from the beginning, and guys are already resistant, that's where fractures happen from the beginning. And that's something where I really want people to come in, all of us to come in open-minded of like, Hey, it's a project, right? We don't cam is the head coach right now. That Mm -hmm. obviously wasn't the design, but that's the reality. So Mm -hmm. like, let's make this something that is a great experience for cam and vice versa. I know he's going to put his, his best foot forward as well. So going into it with that level of, um, I guess, open-mindedness, humility, and uh, desire to make the best out of whatever comes is is super important.
0: Well, and I've always seen you, you know, every training session I ever went to and just watching you in games and whatnot, there's this level of intensity and competitiveness, but also in the way you communicate it, it's like a a constructive positivity and criticism, you know, like sure. knowing how to um, how each player, how each teammate, maybe needs to take in certain information, right? Yeah. I mean, because not every player takes it in the same way, reacts the same way, responds the same way, whatever. So, as again, as a leader of this team, and you said there's a good core group of you, and it's okay if some of the younger guys step up and are leaders too. Is that, um, is that draining or exhausting in having to uh, you know uplift? Yeah. Them? Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like whether no, no, that was last year or this year or your whole career. I mean, think about it. Twelve years yeah. in, in this. Like, how yeah. how does that wear on you? And not necessarily <laughs> not trying to make it be like a negative, but it's a no. Challenge.
1: No, I think it's a challenge if you're doing it in the wrong medium. Um, so here's an interesting, uh, like, kind of allegory I heard recently. It was like if we're going to a school, and it's a school for animals. So Kendra is a, you're a duck and I'm a rabbit, right? Mm-hmm. But like swimming is something we need to get good at and running and jumping and flying, right? Like you're a duck. So like, you're pretty good at swimming, but mm-hmm. if I want to make you run, like, mm-hmm. I want to wear your feet out and now you're going to be worse at swimming and you're going to be maybe worse at flying because we want to make you good at running, but you're never really going to be that good at running. Mm-hmm. So what I found is it becomes exhausting when you're not doing it based on how you're designed. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, think about Boxy's not the most vocal person, Mm -hmm. but he leads by example. Mm -hmm. If Boxy started now having little chit chats with every person, he'd be like, well, he's draining his battery for something that's not his design, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think for me, it's like, what am I designed? How am I designed to lead or just encourage people? Like, just do that. Mm -hmm. And someone will fill in the gap of the other one, right? And that's where you start to, like you said, it... Then young guys don't sit there and say, oh, it just has to be the old guys. Because like mm-hmm. Devin Palford might be great at one of these aspects. Mm-hmm. Go do it, buddy. No problem. Mm-hmm. Go do mm-hmm. it. DJ, you're great at that. Hassani, you're great at that. Dane, you're great at that. Go do that. Mm-hmm. So you actually create space for people to also realize what they're good at and lead from that perspective. So I think, yes, it was exhausting because I was doing more than what I'm actually good at.
0: mnufc's march 2nd home opener against the crew will be here before you know it and the excitement only ramps up from there 2024 is packed with big matchups including showdowns with lafc seattle cincinnati and more of mls's finest between the first five and Flex 5 ticket packages, there's never been a better way to see the Loons games you are most excited about. Learn more about these awesome deals at mnufc.com slash tickets. Got it. That's actually that's perfect. I don't know where did you hear that at your kids' school or something? Cause that sounds great. I like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was a Bible study. Yeah, love it was it. a Bible study. It was fascinating. Yeah.
0: Love it. I love it. And sometimes it's like things are simplified and it's like, duh, you know, like yeah. we all try oh. to overcomplicate things, you know? Yeah. Um, so I kind of feel like that's a great way to go into 2024 in the fact that not just with you guys as players, but even, you know, uh, when Khaled comes in, when the new head coach is hired um when everybody takes on those sort of roles and is integrated like i just feel like that's a great positive way to go into 2024 and focus on what you all can be and are focusing on achieving does that make sense rather than cuz mm-hmm. every question you guys get right for the next 2 months is probably going to be about and and geared towards a negative right just yeah. because of the way i mean that's the way we me media people work right of course um so that's just like a perfect way to be positive about it. And that's not spinning it. That's just the reality of it.
1: Yeah, look, you can, I mean, we are spinning it. <laughs> you're all, you know what always I mean? Spinning, like, well, no, we're always spinning things in our brain. Like, oh, I can take the negative or I can say, right. well, there's also a hope here. Let me just grab onto that and go forward yep. with that. Um. So I think, yes, you're right in the sense of how are we going to step forward? Well, not only do you want to step forward being the person you're designed to be, but you're also going to experience the most excitement and joy and fun by being that person. Mm -hmm. So like if every day you have to show up as an actor because you need to fit some role, like, dude, you're not going to be great at what you do. Um, And I think that's an amazing lesson for a kid that's just coming in right out of college. And it's an amazing lesson for guys more entrenched in their careers that are older. It's like, Hey, all of us are still playing a game and we get to do it together and we get to at the end of the season, try to be winning a trophy. And I think the best way we can do that is take, what we're best at our strengths and bring them together. Um, And that doesn't mean your strength better than my strength. There will be tension in that, but it's having good managers and people that can see how to fit the pieces together and not us worrying so much about that um, all the time.
0: Well, and then when you look at um, 2024 and what this league has become, I mean, Mm -hmm. you've been in it a long Mm -hmm. time, like, are you almost is it almost your birthday? did I read that January 15th it's coming up yeah, here. I
1: got four four sleeps according to my son four four sleeps, four,
0: four sleeps until you're officially over 30, right?
1: Yeah yeah,
0: yeah last year was the big three0. um So when you look at 2024 and what this team can accomplish and what this league looks like now, what still excites you at this point in your career?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, well, the league, is it's crazy. I mean, you look at the players coming in, the players going out. It's, I'm reading on the transfer tracker, guys going, whether they're going to big clubs in Brazil or they're going to, like, Europe or European players coming in. It's just, like, it's becoming so much more. We're, like, one of those signings every two years would have been, like, the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's every off season you got, I don't know, over a handful, right, and more so. And that's something that I think you're starting to see the league is is gaining momentum um, and the quality's going up. I mean, you watched the final. It was an amazing game, Columbus and in, in LAFC. And what I think is brilliant is like Columbus isn't a – that's not a huge market. That's not yeah, a team yeah. that like spent a ton of money on mm-hmm. like super, superstars, but they had a clear identity and they had the right culture and amazing players that put it all together. So I think the parity amongst the league is still there, which has always been a romantic slash – frustrating part of the league Mm -hmm. um but you can't just buy and win and you can't just money ball and win Mm -hmm. so i think that that healthy and beautiful tension of our league is is still alive and well um but the needle now has gone up because the quality has gone up of the the baseline player in the league
0: so you're not just crowning miami league champions for 2024
1: I mean, you can't because it's, (laughs) I mean, they could come play us at some point and it could be 30 degrees and then we go down there and it could be 80, right? Like no other league in the world is like that, right? Right. Um, So the, the constraints and just the uniqueness of the league is always going to be a part of it. Um, But yeah, of course, they're always going to be favorites just because of the quality of player they have, but that doesn't mean anything when the season gets going.
0: Exactly, I know that's why I was like everyone's taught. I mean, you know, even since Messi came, but all these other additions. But I just feel like the quality of the league across the board is that like that is the nature of the beast. Is the manufactured parity and the way the rosters and the salaries are constructed. Like there's a purpose behind it. It Doesn't mean that, you know, that never can change because when those rules were created, some of the roster rules was a long time ago, and you're trying to get Mm. to really take off, but. Now it's just created this level of excitement for us as fans and you guys as players. I would assume it's the same way. Like who wants to win 15 nothing or lose 15 nothing? Everybody wants Mm. to play in a good game. That's what I tell my daughter. She like smoked a team the other day, like 10 to one and then she lost like 20 to one. I'm like, well, neither of those was fun. You know, like exactly that's that's not what you want. You want those like grinded out, tough competitive games where you're playing against the best of the best that's coming here to this league and, and being in it.
1: Yeah, and I think we all, whether you're playing in the game or you're watching the game, you want the moments of brilliance where the game is hanging in the balance. That's, like, why we love the sport. And when it's a route, like, yeah, it's exciting. Great goals are exciting, and blowout wins are exciting. But, like, I think for the educated slash the fans that are even learning more and more about the the levels of the game, they're like, oh, wow, like, this play right here is what, like, Edmondson playing this ball between the lines was like, Oh my gosh, that unlocked the whole game. And then the final was there pretty much. Right. So mm-hmm. it's fun to see that the, the, the quality is higher, but that those tension points of why we love the game are still alive and well.
0: Well, and to that point, and this is just totally sort of off topic, but you just mentioned that ball that like unlocked it as a midfielder and a deeper line midfielder. Like, don't you think we should count secondary assists
1: yeah, I mean, this pass was crazy. It was crazy. Um, but you know
0: what I'm saying? Like, it's always the, – the credit's always given to the assist that goes directly <laughs> to the goal. And I feel like oftentimes it's the secondary – it's like hockey. We should have yeah. hockey a secondary assist. It could come from a center back. It could come from a goalkeeper. It could come from a, an outside back. I feel like there should be more credit given to that pass.
1: Yeah, I also think, like, you could watch a Guardiola video and he's talking, like, the statistics element. Like, good managers know, like – oh, I know that my center back played the pass that really opened it up. It doesn't show up on the score sheet, but I don't care. He's still going to play for me next game, right? Yeah, He still scored true. the goal. So it's like, wh- what is it really for? You yeah. Know? And maybe, yeah. It's it, for it a graphic
0: up. on a dropdown that sure. I can talk about. <laughs> for sure.
1: For sure. But that's where, like, again, I think the nuance of the game is what makes it beautiful. And it's not, it's not just – all the eye test in the, in the feel. And it's not all just statistics. It's a blend.
0: So when everybody gets back in, when do you guys officially report like next week or the week after? Oh my gosh.
1: Tomorrow. So this is like, this is live, right? So tomorrow yes. we all have to be in market and then physicals are this weekend. And then Monday's training day. Number one.
0: Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. I mean, I knew I it was in January. Like people always say like, Oh my gosh, you have like two months off. And I'm like, yeah, but it goes by so fast. Like with, yeah the holidays in there. Like, it feels like you guys are right (laughs) back in it. And I know you said Uh, a lot of guys are in market, but how does that feel? Um, with those young guys that you've been training with, what have you been most impressed about? You don't have to like name a a specific but
1: yeah, I think it's just, I mean, some of these workouts have been at like 7am. So I think the dedication (laughs) has been awesome. Like the dedication to just keep coming and like, even the day after Christmas or the day after new year, like just showing up that's half the battle. I think, especially in the off season is like just showing up to do the work and you start to build that habit and that routine. And that's what I've been really impressed with. Um, it's funny. I was talking, we were watching the college football playoff games Mm -hmm. and like, Ohio, well, they weren't in the playoffs, but Ohio state had their game. And Theo's like de facto Ohio state fan. Yeah. He doesn't really know anything, but he likes Ohio state. (laughs) And they lost and he's like, so when did they play again? I'm like, well, like August, buddy, like in like eight months. And <laughs> he was like eight months. So then I look at my wife and I'm like, wow, imagine if her off season was eight months long. Oh. Like, could you imagine? Like, obviously they have the the intensity of like a NFL or a college season is mm. crazy, but mm. like that amount of time off would be wild. Like we, t- right? we look at two months and like some of these other leagues, they're like, you guys only get like a month or two months, yeah. Columbus or mm-hmm. LA, like, They have a month and it's right Mm -hmm. back into it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is funny, like, how do you structure that time? Because it's a long time, even two months is a long time, but it goes quickly, especially with the holidays and travel. So you got to be strategic and smart about how you plan that out. And I've been impressed with how these young guys have like taken to it and really committed themselves.
0: And then last but not least, just on on a personal level, you talked about finding joy again in the game. You talked about what still excites you about – you know, playing this game at this point in your career and having been, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's still a grind. I know you're very fortunate. We talk about how fortunate to be able to do what you do, but it's still a grind at the end of the day. Like how, how do you stay? Um, I mean, cause availability is like one of the most yeah. important things just yeah. being available. I mean, and you know, we, we just saw Ozzy Alonzo retire, who was like mm-hmm. legendary in availability and not until this yeah. past like year or so with the ACL. Yeah. But like, how, how do you stay in that spot? When, when and how did you learn to really take care of yourself as a professional?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's similar to the question you talked about, like 10 years ago, would you have known, right? Um, and when you're 20, like your body doesn't feel so bad. So you're just kind of like, yeah, it's all good, you know? Um, whereas you get older and like just miles accumulate and you, you have to start finding ways to to just feel better to train, feel better to play. And those just become similarly like the offseason, they become a fabric and a routine that you just, that's just who you are now. Uh, and I don't know any professional, especially any professional that you or I admire in any sport, as they get older, like that is so important, if not more important than anything, into why they've been able to to keep going. You look at Chiellini playing till 39, you look at LeBron, you look at Brady, any of these guys, like they take that part so seriously because they know that that's the only way they get on the field. So uh, I've always seen that as, hey, it's just a part of what what you want to do. If you want to play, you have to do this um, or you get to do this rather. So um, it's just a, it's a mentality of part of my job is this plain and simple.
0: Awesome. And then um, I, I lied. I have one more. I just want you to like sort of if you had to like send a message, we just talked about the amazing fan base and community here mm-hmm. in Minnesota and what soccer is like in this state, which some mm-hmm. people they've never been and they don't know we all know because we've been in it now, but what would you say to those that are, you know, waiting for the 2024 season, whether you're a season ticket holder and you've had them forever or you're not like, what yeah. would you say when they're looking upon 2024 and the, the expectations that, you know, they, they can have and you have for you yourself and this club
1: going in. Yeah. I think it's um, it's natural and it's normal to, to be skeptical. I mean, I don't think in any, stretch of the imagination. Has this been a very, um, normal off season for the club? It hasn't. So I understand that there's skepticism coming into this season. Um, I think we as players are also figuring out what that looks like for ourselves and as a team. So, um, the only thing we can do if we care about the city and about the club is to, to rally behind one another, to, to link arm and arm and say, you know what, like, Hey, we're going to make lemonade out of this, whatever. Uh, and, that sounds kind of chintzy, but I, I also realized that like, dude, a lot of those, like we said with my kid, it's like some of the basic stuff is really all you need to hear. Uh, mm-hmm. and and ultimately when we show up on March 2nd to play Columbus, um, we hope that the the stadium's full and we're gonna give everything we can to to win as many games as we possibly can. So um beyond that, it's just a it's a gratefulness and a thank you to them because they're the reason why we, lo- we love playing in front of people. They are the reason why we, as me as a three-year-old got to go watch Columbus crew play. And now I get to do it as my job. So, um, thank you to them. We're grateful, but more than, more than anything, let's do it together.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Will. I appreciate it. Uh, happy early birthday. And I look forward to uh, hearing what you guys have going on. Enjoy that beep test, uh, next week, if you have it. And, uh, I'll, I'll look for, I'll look onto Twitter or X for the, re- the results.
1: We'll see. Yeah, we'll see.
0: (laughs) All right. Thanks, Will. Appreciate it. Yeah, see you. All right, everybody. Tune in next week for another episode of Sound of the Loons. Happy New Year, and here's to a fantastic 2024.